I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So, yeah, when you feel as if your back's against the wall, you never have to feel like you got to do it by yourself. Under pressure, sacked by Quentin Williams. Got it. You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there with you that, that our whole point is to help each other. This one the Mims. That's Corey Davis climbing the ladder. To be able to go out and, and lead these guys, just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them, and then you get that chance to, to lead them. Everything that happened that needed to happen for us, it almost felt like kind of like a sign, like, Get like a second chance almost. Gets extra pushes, running left. Maybe a little extra life breathing the block. Touchdown chance. Welcome to the cockpit. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am oh so excited to talk to you boys and girls out there. I missed last week because I was not feeling so hot, feeling a little under the weather. Uh, feeling better now. Had myself a good week. The daycare sicknesses are legit. For you parents out there that have sent your kids to daycare, oh, sucks. <coughs> oh, sorry. Whew. Still getting over something. Uh, what's up, everyone in the chat? I see Fry Guy in there. Charles Gorman, what's good? Asking, Ryan, how was your Easter? Not bad. My mom came up. I uh, got to hang out. We did, like, some celebration stuff on Saturday. I uh, had Easter breakfast and then I actually worked the afternoon so I was uh, at the golf course hanging out checking people in uh, doing what I gotta do green and white militia says I'm trying to call when my kids go to bed dog I love it can't wait to talk some jets we'll do this the same way we do it every week we're gonna you'll hear me talk a little bit about my thoughts for the first 15 minutes to half hour or so. Then we'll go to the phone lines. You get three minutes on the timer after three minutes. Listen, you're out of here. That's right. You get the chicken. Always a lot of fun. Looking forward to talking and hanging out with you guys. Carrie B says, hi. Mark from Asbury Park. What's up, dude? Greg? Mitt? Scotty, r and &R. Joe S. says, blessing in disguise. Jets did not get OBJ. Red John seems to agree. We dodged a bullet. So I do have a poll question in the live chat. How are you feeling about OBJ to the Ravens? The three options you could pick. I'm upset. Indifferent. Happy. Right now, with just 68 votes. 49% are indifferent. 43% are happy. 9% are upset. I would say I fall in the majority here. The kind of indifferent and happy. I would say I'm happy we did not sign Odell to the contract that he got. I'm indifferent because I don't think we necessarily needed Odell. I think you have Corey Davis. If he's your, you know, bottom rung I shouldn't say bottom rung. If he's your number three wide receiver that you're relying on, and that's like the floor of like the worst caliber receiver you're going to have at that particular slot, I'm about it. I, I'm, I'm happy with Corey Davis. I have no issues with them rolling forward with him. That being said, you're sitting at number pick 13. If you have the 
feeling that you might be able to solve offensive tackle at another point in the draft, possibly with, uh, you know, maybe a later round pick. Maybe you want to have Brown as like the main guy and you want to groom someone behind him. Becton, you want to give him the shot as a starter and then you want to groom someone behind him, probably Mitchell, that we've drafted last year. Then maybe there's a situation where you go after Jackson Smith, the Jigba, at 13, and then you release Corey Davis or include him in a trade at number 13. Maybe that's what the Jets are waiting for. I don't necessarily think that. I'm totally fine with the Jets waiting on this Aaron Rodgers trade. We heard from Ian Rappaport earlier, was it earlier today or yesterday? It had to be earlier today, I guess, uh, on the Pat McAfee show, talking about how Joe Douglas is optimistic that a trade will get done, but nothing is imminent. There is no further uh, trade discussion since the owner owner's meeting, or maybe no progress since then, which is kind of what I, I kind of speculated. Did not think we're going to make this move very quickly. I feel like the most truthful responses that we've gotten out of Douglas and Salah were the owners' meeting, where they're kind of relaxed. They're like, "Yeah, look, we don't we don't care if this happens." You know, if it could go into training camp, you know, the guy knows the offensive system. Uh, you don't have to necessarily worry about it quite as much. Like, these guys are cool as the other side of the pillow. This does not make me feel like a trade is getting done very quickly. If I were Joe Douglas, i use every single one of my picks. You know my feeling on that. And I would use it to surround the eventual Aaron Rodgers with talent. Odell? Odell would have been a hell of a grab. You snatch him up, and you have a very explosive weapon group. But I think it's one of those situations where it's like, hey, look, Odell, this is the wide receiver room you're coming into, so this is the role we're going to have to expect you to play. Here's the price point we're willing to hit. He called the Jets to see if the Jets would match the offer to the Ravens. He was like, come on, I want you to get the last crack at me. And that didn't happen. Jets were like, no, we're good. 15 million guaranteed, 18 million over one year. Nah, it's all right. Good for you. No, not upset. No bad feelings. Odell got his. I do feel a little, little sigh of relief. Because as exciting as Odell would have been, the injuries do scare me. You hope that, you know, everything's all right. And he performs well. But for that amount of money, nope, I'm okay. Blitzcrew pops in and says, for that price tag, I'm okay passing on Odell. Hope Q does not hold out OTAs, especially since we will have a new defensive tackle next to him. So I do think that Quinnen's contract did go up. I've been saying for a while, 23 million is going to get it done because of the fifth year option we already have on him and the two successive franchise tags that you could, in theory, place on him. I thought for sure he would get slightly above what that, like, you know, any for everyone but Aaron Donald got. And we just saw, was it Simmons? Just get paid $23.5 million a year. And I think Quinnen's a better player than him. So Quinnen Williams, I think, will get more. I think he'll get about $24 million a year. And if I'm Joe Douglas, I'm looking to sign this deal kind of as soon as possible. Now, a lot of that, a lot of Quinnen's contract is going to have to rely, I think, on the structure that's ultimately going to take shape 
with the Aaron Rodgers trade because I think there's a really good chance that Aaron Rodgers gets traded post June 1st, which frees up a little bit of cap space for the Packers this year. I think the Packers are going to eat a little bit of that $60 million signing bonus. Could be 10 million, could be 15 million, whatever it is. I think they're going to eat a portion of it. And I think maybe some of that will be going into play as far as where we decide to shift Quinnen's money to. Probably not entirely on the Aaron Rodgers front, but the Aaron Rodgers front, you got to worry about getting him first. Quinton Williams is already under contract. Sorry, Quinton. We love you. But you may not be the most pressing thing right now. We're going to get it done. It's to your benefit to wait anyway. Because some other guys are going to get paid. And your, your price is only going to go up. You're not going to get hurt. I think they will get this done before training camp. Both the Aaron Rodgers trade and the Quinton extension. But I agree with you, Blitzcrew. I do not think I am uh, that upset with missing on Odell. Balls be hurting. Says, wait for D-Hop to get released. We will get him cheaper anyway. If Odell comes, or uh, sorry, not Odell. If DeAndre Hopkins comes cheaper than Odell, I would absolutely look to get Hopkins. I like Hopkins more from like a, if, you, if both players were even as far as like contract, I would go with DeAndre Hopkins. Now, that being said, I think DeAndre Hopkins is a better player. He should get more than Odell. I think Odell's $15 million is where I would be sitting if I'm Hopkins. Just saying, hey, I don't I don't need I don't need to take less than that. I'm a better receiver. I'm healthier normally. Miss a few games due to suspension. I don't know. I I don't I like that you're saying released, because I don't think you you trade for DeAndre Hopkins. But if he's a free agent and he wants to win and he's willing to take a little bit less to do it, that's certainly a conversation I would I would be open to having. Fantasy Heisman comes in, says, missed on Tyreek, got Garrett, missed on Odell, get JSN. Ooh, I like that. That's kind of nice, right? Yeah, just think, if you had taken the opportunity to get Tyreek Hill and you have and you actually signed him, like you got the trade done, you would have probably taken Jermaine Johnson at 10. And then you're going back. You're not taking Garrett Wilson, obviously. You're, you're getting worse value on Jermaine Johnson because you're taking him at 10 instead of, you know, 26. And then you're not trading up for Brees Hall because those are the picks you gave up. So, like, not signing Tyreek was one of the best things the Jets could have done, I think. I mean, it sucks he went to a division rival, but I'm okay with that. Missing on Odell? That's not a not necessarily a bad thing. He would have had to fit a very specific role, price point, liability, coverage if you're the New York Jets. Like, I would have loved to have had him on our terms. It's all right that he wound up going elsewhere. No issues there. James says, I'm glad Odell isn't with the New York Jets. We have a crowded wide receiver room. Well, we do, but I think if you get Odell, you probably let Corey Davis walk. I think now that you don't have Odell, you're maybe looking possibly uh, JSN, I think possibly keeping Corey Davis. I would like to, it depends how they feel about Corey Davis. If they do like him, remember, the Packers tried to trade for Corey Davis 
And to some level, that means Aaron Rodgers would be happy having Corey Davis here. So I think not getting Odell sort of leads me to believe that they'd be happy maybe with two years of, of Corey Davis. And if you can kind of drop his cap hit a little bit this year to give him guaranteed money over the course of the next years, maybe that's what you can do. Or you just let Corey Davis play in a prove-it year this year. But yeah, I'm kind of with you, uh, James. I don't think Odell necessarily needed to come here. I think we're going to be just fine. We're going to be a, a run-based team anyway. Jay Claus says, D-Hop's base is almost $20 million for 2023 unless the cards cut or trade him. Uh, so if he is traded, I believe it's $19.5 million this year and $14.5 next year. That's what it would be if he's traded. Um, unless the Cardinals decide to eat some of the contract, but based on all that, uh, as far as like tradable contract without them taking on anything, it would be $19 million, which is way more than I want to pay this year. I'll be honest. Gerard! What's up, dude? He says, OBJ possibly at $18 million. No thanks. I guarantee he won't play the whole season. Keep Davis. Just restructure. He's a good blocker for our run game. Yeah, G Gerard, I'm right there with you. I like Corey Davis. I would have been fine, you know, even if we, well, obviously we didn't get Odell. I'm cool with keeping Corey Davis. This was someone that I had us cutting at one point in my mock offseason. I had the same for Lawson, but I think going with Aaron Rodgers definitely kind of steers you more towards, hey, we got two years. Corey Davis has a report with our coaching staff, has a report with the rest of the guys on the team. He was a top five pick at one point. He's had horrible quarterbacks his entire career, relatively speaking. I mean, like Ryan Tannehill is probably baseline average. And then, you know, Zach Wilson, Mike White, you know, didn't really provide a whole heck of a lot the last two years. Uh, same with Joe Flacco. So Corey Davis with Aaron Rodgers, probably a different wide receiver than Corey Davis with those guys. And 18 million for Odell, that's silly money. Absolutely no way the Jets should have paid that. I completely agree. NY Sports MC says, it's my birthday today. What's up, dude? Happy birthday. He says, JD, let's end it with a bang. Make the Aaron Rodgers trade official. See, I don't want it to happen before the draft. I'm big on, on using all our picks, keeping everything. I don't want it to happen. Don't want it to happen. Hennessy says, if we pass on Jackson Smith Najigba at 13, the Patriots will take him at 14. Bank on it. Yeah, that's... I, I, hmm. I don't know how I feel about this. Because, like, I understand wanting a receiver, but, man, I want the tackle so much more. If Joe Douglas feels he can solve tackle like they did in Philly when he was there, they used, like, a sixth or seventh round pick on their, their current left tackle that is with them on their Super Bowl run... Um, if Joe Douglas thinks he can hit on a mid to late round tackle to be our heir apparent at, at left tackle, then yeah, go with a weapon for Aaron Rodgers. The dude's never had a first round weapon drafted by his team. Spoil the guy. He's coming here. He's saving us. Get him some weapons. Load up. I tend to think the best weapon in this particular draft is Dalton Kincaid the tight end from Utah. That being said, I don't want tight end in the first round. That is absolutely horrifying. So the best tight ends are found in like the mid rounds. Most of the first round tight ends, incredibly scary. 
Like, if you look at the list of, like, the last 10 years of first tight end taken off the board, generally speaking, you have to get an absolutely elite tight end to justify it in the first round. Um, but Jackson Smith, the Jigba, of all the receivers, I think he's the one I would probably take. The speed still scares me, but I understand you don't need to be, like, some crazy sort of blazing speed dude. And the fact that he put up the numbers he did with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, I clearly the Ohio State uh, quarterback, wide receiver, evaluation for me is just always off. I was bad on Olave. I was bad on Wilson. I'm bad on Jackson Smith and the Jigba. So I'm, I'm not taking my own uh, thought process on this. I'll take JSN. I've seen enough people talk glowingly about this guy. But taking him at 13 over a tackle... Uh, I feel like that's going to be a conundrum that a lot of Jet fans are in. And I don't know where to go with that. I think I like more tackles in this draft than I do wide receivers. So maybe that says something. Maybe it's JSN at 13. You have him locked in for five years at a premium position. And then maybe it's fourth round offensive tackle. And you kind of have less expectation for that second round pick to start right away. And you can have Brown start the season. I think there's a lot of value in that too. I think there's a lot of uh, lot of value there. Blitz crew pops in. What's up, dude? He says, "Who's uh, who takes the biggest steps forward minus Lafleur?" So without Lafleur being here, I was originally going to say uh, Elijah Moore would be that guy that I'd be like kind of keying in on. I would say Denzel Mims for me is the one that that I'm most excited to see do well. I'm not exactly sure what to make of Lake and Tomlinson because I don't know how much of that was really LaFleur and how much of that was just like a weird switch, the revolving door at tackle, never getting comfortable. I'm excited to see Tomlinson year two. I think regardless of LaFleur or not, he would have been someone that I was hoping for a bounce back year. But I think as far as like player that performed poorly under LaFleur that I'm looking to, to see, it's Mims. It's definitely Mims. Red John comes in with a super chat. What's up, dude? What is up, dude? Says, this draft is very weak. If we don't get one of the tackles or Jalen Carter, I would rather trade back and get Mazzy or Maunch. Weipler or John Michael Smiths and Picks. So listen to what you just said, Red John. You said this draft is very weak. And I do think the strength of this draft is rounds two through five, but won't most people be thinking that? Like, what, what player do you see at the top of this draft that is so attractive that a team is going to trade up enough for you to get whatever number of picks you're looking. Let's call it a second and a third is what we're trying to get when we move back. Where do you have to jump up from to have that make sense? And what player are they coming up to get? Because I don't know if I see that player there. The corners look pretty good. Two of them might go ahead of us. Probably have one or two tackles come off the board in front of us. All four quarterbacks, I think, should go, you know, in the top seven or eight of this draft. I don't know. I want one of the tackles. I think I'm out on Jalen Carter. For me, Jalen Carter's a phenomenal talent. And for a different reason, but a similar feeling to what I had last year with Kayvon Thibodeau, where the guy was just kind of a little bit more about him and his brand, which, you know, whatever. I, I get that. I mean, I shouldn't really be saying much sauce is sauce. He's literally marketing all over the place. But 
there was something about Thibodeau that sort of rubbed me the wrong way. And with Jalen Carter, phenomenal talent. He had the, you know, the the unfortunate issues in January. We heard some rumblings in December as far as like some character concerns. He has a very weird combine where he gets pulled away to go back down to uh was it Alabama or Georgia or wherever he wound up going to to uh you know, plead not guilty. Comes back then has his pro day, shows up out of shape, has a really bad pro day. That's, to me, like, when you have such a weird combine experience, you need to ace your pro day. And to come in out of shape, Jalen Carter, for me, I'm just going to take him off my board. Him, And then he's not interviewing with teams outside the top 10. Sorry, dude. Like, be more humble than that. I'm out on Carter. If Even if he makes it all the way to 13, I just... This isn't like the Warren Sapp stuff where it's like, oh... I don't think, at least. I don't know. I am hoping he goes before us because I don't want to have to pass on him, but he's a player I'm not really keen on for the Jets. Tackles, I'm on board. Broderick Jones is, is the guy I'm, I want. Parrish, Johnson, or Broderick Jones. The pick Skaronsky, I think it's a flexibility pick. Maybe a little concerning at tackle, but if you think he can play tackle and AVT can play tackle, then maybe going with a guard isn't too crazy. I shouldn't say guard, but Skronsky projects possibly as a guard, depending on the team you talk to, because of his shorter arms. I'm just happy with the best five offensive linemen in front of us, but I can see an argument for a wide receiver. I really can. Vinny drops in with a super chat. What's up, Vinny? He says, is, uh, is then 6-1, or is the 6-1 date still a big deal in the Rodgers trade, seeing more about him to the Niners, and I hate it. What needs to happen to close this out? So the 49ers trade, I hear people saying that. Like, people brought this up to me. The only place I've really heard this from is from Carton, and it's it's utter bullshit. There's absolutely nothing to it. The Packers are not trading him inside the NFC. Not going to happen. They have, like, three quarterbacks on their roster already. They're not going to take on a $60 million dead cap hit with that team. It's just not going to happen. I don't see it at all. I really think Rodgers is going to play in New York or, you know, in New Jersey. His girlfriend lives in New York. I think there's a lot of things to really like about it. You have Hackett, you have Lazard. No one is having this go a different direction. The 49ers are not in on this. I do not believe it for a second. I'm not concerned. Um, But what needs to happen to close it out? The Packers either have to present a really good trade offer to the New York Jets for me to want to do it prior to the draft. Or I just sit back and wait. Give me the post June 1st. I'll have you take some of that bad contract that you signed Aaron Rodgers to and eat some of that money. I'll give you my first round pick in 2024 because I'm confident. It shows the rest of my team that I'm confident that we're going to be picking in the late 20s to 30 pick range because... We have Aaron Rodgers. That's the confidence you have. I think that's worth the risk. You're sending a message to the rest of your team and to your locker room. But honestly, I mean, there's a shot. You may not even have to give up the 2024 first. I think if you want them to eat some of the salary cap, I think that's probably the the way you do it, though. It depends how much Douglas really wants to kind of attempt to hold his hold the Packers' feet to the fire. I don't I don't think it's wise to totally go scorched earth on him. I think you can get the leverage. There's that word again. I think you can get that kind of, uh, 
leverage or uh, negotiating power by waiting a little bit and pushing them around a little bit. But you don't want to, you know, off put them so much that it just ruins a, a, a relationship. You got to remember Douglas and, and Goot, I think it was those two, were friends for like 20 years. So there's, there's some level of respect there. They're operating in good faith. Get it done. A second round pick and a conditional pick that based on performance is the way to go. If you want to call it the 2024 first because they ate some salary cap space, I'm cool with that too. I really am. I think it happens. Red John dropping in says, someone might want to move up to 13 for Bajan. Interesting. Let's see what the, uh, let's see, who's behind us? Who would be jumping up, we think? Dallas. Mm, Pollard's coming off an injury, right? I don't know. Maybe. Running back in the first round that early just feels so weird. Greg, nice of you to stop by. He says, I have to cut out early tonight. Just got called into work early. Have a great night, everyone. See you all tomorrow for Talking Jets panel. Peace out. Have a good night, Greg. For you guys that don't know, maybe you do know, maybe you don't know, uh, Nightbot has been chiming in in the chat. We have a new Talking Jets channel. Myself, O'Leary, and Greenbean launched this channel. Uh, it's going to go live in July. So the Talking Jets panel, if you enjoy watching that podcast, is going to get shifted over there, primarily because my taxes are getting jacked up <laughs> because of it. Uh, and I also think it's just fun to have the the standalone for all three of us to kind of live in one spot. And it just makes a lot, of, a lot of stuff easier. We're going to have a bunch of really cool content coming your way. We're going to be able to divide and conquer a little bit easier uh, than me just having everything on, on this one spot. So if you want to want to support that and head over there, we have a trailer for the draft promo, live draft promo. And if you leave a comment on that video, you get entered into all our t-shirt giveaways and jersey giveaways and all the stuff we're going to do. We actually got a new design coming out going to launch a new design for that new channel in t-shirt form just waiting for it to finalize um and all you got to do is comment on that video like the video subscribe to the channel and every comment you leave on that video will qualify you for all our giveaways you can do it as many times as you want you can subscribe as many times as you want <laughs> i encourage it all right <laughs> David D, damn taxes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hennessy says, Ryan, tired of being greedy. No, no, no. I See, I pay out O'Leary and Greenbean. That's why my taxes are getting jacked up. <laughs> because I'm getting whacked for all the taxes, but I'm paying them out. So we'll uh, we'll straighten it out. Those damn taxes. That's where it uh, comes in. But the Talking Jets panel, going to be a lot of fun. Going to live over there. We're going to do everything on my channel through the draft, and then we'll... We'll switch to over on that side. Uh, all right. Let's do our uh, our call-ins. I'm going to pin the link in the live chat so you guys can click on that if you would like to join the show. You get three minutes on the clock. And after three minutes, You're here. you get the chicken. So number is pinned in the live chat guys can call on in 
Oh, we got our buddy Charles. Charles. Charles, how you doing tonight, brother? I'm doing great, Ryan. How are you? I'm hanging in there. I'm having myself a good night. Talk to me. What's on your mind? Well, I think I, I did say this when you talked about the Aldo Beckham Jr. thing yesterday. Uh, I do think that in some part of me believes that we kind of dodged the bullet because, you know, this guy's coming off two of the last three years a really bad ACL injury. But I do think, you know, I do wish him the best luck because he is a great talent and, you know, everything else. Um, I also do hope that we get a center either in the draft or in free agency. Um, you know, uh, I'm sorry. Going all over the place is, my mind. Now, is there a center that you're you're kind of eyeing? Like, are you do you want Ben Jones? Are you looking for maybe one of the guys in the draft? Is there someone that kind of piques your interest? Well, I wouldn't mind getting Ben Jones, but the one center I want from this year's draft is John Michael Schmitz. I, I really like this young man. Uh, we have an, I, we need a franchise center. We haven't had one since the great Nick Mangold. Uh, we haven't had one. I mean, I will say this about um, Connor McGovern, not the Cowboys' Connor McGovern, our Connor McGovern, laugh out loud. Uh, he provided us durability. He was, to me, an average center. To me, he didn't play with a fire. I heard Ben Jones is a dog. I heard he plays with a lot of fire. So, um, I want some oh. some aggression. I want some anger on the offensive line. Like I feel like we were missing the nasty on there, and that's something that you know Joe Douglas feels like he wants that on the offensive side, just like the Jets have it on the defensive line already. I, I agree. I agree with hundred percent. You know, um, I, I definitely um, would like a center. Also, I want to talk. I said this uh, while I was on the Let's Talk Jets Radio the other day. Sure. I, I really love the Alan Lazard signing. I really do. In some way, I'm not saying he completely reminds me of this player, but the way he blocks, I'm like, this guy reminds me in terms of his blocking like Heinz Ward. Remember how great Heinz Ward was with the Steelers, especially when sure. it came to his blocking? The guy was a tremendous blocker. He had wars with Ed Reed over there in Baltimore with his blocking scheme. I'm like, there was a highlight. In Miami, when the Packers came back and won, where he destroyed three Dolphins defenders, Alan Lazard. Yeah, I think he. I think the blocking. I think his, the asset that he brings is almost like what we kind of wanted. I don't want to say what we wanted Denzel Mims to be, but like, because the speed's not the same. It's that's a totally different style of play. But I love the big body frame that Lazard is, and I think he provides something different that Garrett Wilson has, and then. Nicole Hardman has. I think the three of them can complement one another a lot better well, than what, what we I, kind of had last year. That's what I like uh, the signing because we can't always have speed. Up. Boom! Charles, you did a great job. You've been ejected from the cockpit. Getting antsy tonight. Booting you. We got a joining the show. Keem, how you doing tonight, brother? Good. How you doing today, Ryan? Hanging in there, hanging in there. How you feeling about this Odell stuff going to the Ravens? You upset? Oh, not necessarily, man. I'm just more, a bit, uh, as you put in the selection, I'm just indifferent. You know, I wasn't really focused on uh, Odell. I mean, I feel like we're pretty short up at receiver. I just think mm -hmm. my biggest grievance at this whole situation is just like, where does this leave us in the future? Like, mm -hmm. obviously, I'm looking at Rodgers to play the maximum two seasons. So yep. where the Jets as an organization going to be three to five seasons? Because, of course, we all want a Super Bowl, but are we willing to mortgage our future 
on the mm. fact that he could potentially bring us a Super Bowl in a division he's never played in mm. against a whole hotbed of talent out there that necessarily is just not as stockpiled in the NFC. So I'm just sure. wondering, like, you know, I want Rodgers. Don't get me wrong. I do. But I'm just wondering, like, I don't want to look back and it's three to five years. I'm like, damn, this just looked like the whole Brett Favre situation all over again. And we only lucked up with the Favre situation is that eventually, of course, we got Sanchez. But mm-hmm. with the way we're mortgaging draft picks, we won't even be in the contention for even a Sanchez like. So I, w- I would be a little less concerned, I think, because it, let's say we get Rodgers for the two years, which I agree, I think is probably what winds up happening. So you have him 2023 for $15 million or $16 million, 2024 for about $32 million, and then he has a $60 million dead cap, assuming nothing else gets done with his contract this year. That's why I'm kind of hoping June 1st happens, because if June 1st comes along, then that gives the Packers a little bit more money where they could eat a portion of that contract. But let's operate in the the... The thought that this trade gets done prior to that and we take on the full brunt of the $60 million in 2025. So it's either $60 million in 2025 or it winds up being, I think it's either $15 million and $45 million or $30 and $30 million, whatever it is, uh, over 2025 and 2026. All our big contracts for our young players, so like Sauce, AVT, um, you know, Brees Hall, all those guys, they wind up getting paid, they'll get their contracts before then, but they'll get their money, like big salary cap hits in 2026. So the the dead cap isn't really so bad with Rodgers. It's actually like perfect, this two-year window, and then take take it on the chin in 2025. That's kind of the way I'm looking at it. And in my opinion, I, I think the Jets are hoping they get one more year of evaluation of Zach Wilson, and then you might be able to make a determination post-draft next year or maybe just leading up to the draft where you say, okay, we're going to exercise Zach's fifth-year option. We're going to let Aaron Rodgers play out this year, and then he's either going to retire or he's going to go to another team and do something else. And I think that's a a fine way to go with it. And if Zach is as bad as I've heard people tell me that he's going to wind up being, then you know what? You eat as much dead cap as you can in that year. You, You plan on probably not making the playoffs because of that dead cap hit anyway. And then you just have a high upside player in Zach Wilson because you're not going to be able to draft that athletic profile while you have Aaron Rodgers on the team. You're just going to win too many games to get that level of prospect. And it may be a long shot for him to work out. But I would take that gamble on Zach. His fifth-year option in 2025 is going to end up being the lowest of the four available fifth-year options because he's not going to hit the 50% threshold for playing time. So it's not as bad as people think. It's still a lot of money. It's going to wind up being like $20 million for a quarterback that has played piss poor the first two years of his career, and we would have not seen anything, hopefully, on the field for two years of Aaron Rodgers. So it's definitely a, a huge gamble. But then if he's that bad, then you're going to set yourself up really good for 2026 with a quarterback draft class that could imagine include Arch Manning. <laughs> Not that you're planning for that, nope. but I think I like the idea of going all in on Super Bowl, two years with Rodgers, throwing up the Hail Mary for Zach 2025, and then hitting the reset button in 2026 if it doesn't work out with Zach at that point. Okay, I like that. I like last thing before I right? rejected, what happens <laughs> with Quentin Williams? Ooh, Quinn, I, Quinn is going to get resigned. I would be very surprised if Quinn doesn't get, uh, like, restru- not restructured, uh, extended. I think he is totally different than the Muhammad Wilkerson situation. This guy looks like he's hungry all the time. I think having good edge rushers really unlocked him. I wish we got to see two years of really stout play from him, but I do think we saw enough from him in the lineup versus out of the lineup that Douglas realized just how important this guy is. 
and I think they'll get him signed for about it'll be about four years, hundred million, you know, 24 million, $25 million a year. I think he was worth more than Simmons who just got paid like 23 and a half. Um, but I think we'll see that closer to training camp. I think the, the jets may have to wait until they restructure a few guys. Rogers comes in and, and guys rework some of their deals. I think CJ probably restructures closer to September. Cause you can only restructure once every 365 days and CJ restructured, I think in August or September of this past year. So I think we got some, got some time. I'm not too concerned. Thank Akeem, you, Ryan. thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. All right, we got Joe joining the show. Joe, how you doing tonight, brother? Hey, Ryan, long time no see. I know, I feel bad. I didn't do the show last week. I wasn't feeling so great. Still, the daycare's still kicking the snot out of me. I feel like I've been blowing my nose. I had a box of tissues at my work for two years sitting on my desk, and in the last week, I blew through them. <laughs> like, it's just absolutely <laughs> destroyed. Horrible, absolutely horrible. But anyway, Joe, how are you feeling about this Odell stuff? How are you feeling about the Jets wide receiver room? Where are you at on this? Feel great. I think Odell Beckham is a prima donna. Mm-hmm. I think he would have been a cancer in the locker room because he would mm-hmm. have gotten not enough passes, probably in his eyes. He don't want to be a role player. He wants to be a number one. And there's not enough passes for him when you have Wilson, Lazard, and uh, the guy from the Chiefs we just signed. Yeah, Hardman, we got Hardman. You got the two tight ends. You got the running back. Like I agree. I think there would yeah. have been some level of concern there. Yeah, Brees, Brees Hall's going to take away some passes from those receivers with his rushing game. So, to mm-hmm. me, also the price, 15 million with incentives, 18. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. That's, yeah, I'm That's sorry. The, the contract alone was enough for me to say, no, thank you on Odell. Like, good for you, Odell. I'm glad you called us because that tells me the Jets are still desirable. You're, you're hoping the Jets are going to give you the same kind of contract, but you know it's in your best interest to go take the money while you can in Baltimore. So I got no issues with Odell. Glad he got paid. Glad the Jets did not fork that over. I would love D-Hop, but the problem is he's going to want too much money, too. Well, that's just it. I, if I'm D-Hop, I want at least as much as Odell. And if he's getting, let's just say, even $15 million, that's more than I really want to give. Like, even the the 10.5 for Corey Davis, I think you could probably have some type of situation where you restructure him for the two years of Aaron Rodgers and maybe drop his salary cap hit a little bit this year, but maybe give him more guaranteed money mm-hmm. over the course of two. And I think Corey mm-hmm. Davis would be willing to do that to play with the best quarterback that he would have had in his entire career so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? He's a good team player. The only thing I worry about Corey Davis, I like him as well. I just think mm-hmm. he gets injured too much, man. That's well, the that's what's kind of nice about having him in in that particular role, right? Because you have Wilson, you have Lazard, you have Miko Hardman, and then you, I mean, in theory, I do think we probably bring in uh, Randall Cobb at some point, and then you still have uh, huh. your tight ends, you still have your running back. Like, you don't have to rely as heavily on someone like Corey Davis. And I agree 100% with you. I think Broderick Jones is the man. I like Paris. Yeah. Paris. But I think Roderick Jones would be the smart choice. I think to go defensive tackle or receiver at that number is mm-hmm. not wise, at least in my yeah. opinion. That's not where our needs are. Yeah, the tackle position just seems like it's the most critical. Like you can pass on a wide receiver there, and you're still going to be buzzing, you know, like crazy. So I'm not, I'm not as concerned with that particular move. Maybe it's a situation where the Jets are saying, "Hey, we need to have JSN and Roderick Jones." on the board 
and now we'll make the trade where it's mm-hmm. 13 to 15 because now we know the Packers are going to jump up to 13 to take JSN. The, mm-hmm. the Patriots, you probably have to roll the dice on whether or not they'd take a tackle. You hope they probably don't. And then you take Broderick Jones at 15, and now all of a sudden that trade has created a situation where you know you kind of eliminate the player that the Patriots want, but also get the player that you want potentially. It's interesting to see where where it all shakes out because I do tend to agree. I feel like you could pass on wide receiver in the first with the stockpile you have, but given the offensive line woes last year, even though I don't think we'll have that many injuries like we did this past year at the, mm-hmm. at one position, I think it's just wise to reset the tackle clock. At the very least, you have someone young to take over for Brown when he's all done. But Joe, you have been ejected from the cockpit. All right, next up we got Matt, and then we got Pooch Guy. So Matt, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. What up? Hanging How in there. Doing? How are you feeling about this Odell stuff? So, like, at first, because, like, I was at my uncle's house yesterday, and, like, I saw mm-hmm. he went to the Ravens. I'm like, damn, I wanted him. He didn't even get to come to visit. And oh. then I saw the contract. I'm like, oh, they could have him. Like, I'm not <laughs> that's, paying him. That's, that's exactly where I was. So, I actually, I didn't get the news about Odell getting traded or I, I didn't see the trade first. I saw the, the contract. It was like Odell to the Ravens one year, $18 million. I was like, oh, good. <laughs> I'm very yeah, glad. Like, let, I, let, so like, I didn't have like the upset part like happen to me. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I would have loved Odell because he's just like so talented, but he hasn't mm-hmm. played. He didn't even play last year. And he's 30 yeah. years old, battled through a bunch of knee injuries, and they're giving him 18 a year. I mean, don't get me wrong. Now, now Lamar Jackson's going to stay. So it might have been the right decision, to be honest, but. Yeah, I almost wonder if that like con- like the conversation that Odell and Lamar had in FaceTime. They're like, "Yo, Odell, I'm glad you got your money, but dude, you're gonna have Tyler Huntley throwing you the ball." <laughs> like that, that's sort of the the conversation I envision happening. But yeah, look, Odell's expectations in Baltimore are number one wide receiver. His expectations here and the pay level would have had to have been different, I think. Yeah, but I guess he's now. Where do you think the Jets go with 13? Do you think wide receiver is an elevated need at 13, or do you think we still go tackle? I think you, I think you gotta go tackle, just mm. because like the line was atrocious last year, and we're still deep at the wide receiver position. Like I, I, I saw someone tweet this out. OBJ mm. was a want, not a need. So like we still have yep. um get yeah, we we still have Wilson, Lazard, Hardman, like Corey Davis. Those are four good wide receivers. And if we want to, we could just draft one in one of the mid rounds, and he'll probably turn out pretty like solid. So. I'd say you probably go Broderick Jones or if Paris mm-hmm. um, Johnson. What's his wait? What's his name again? The um, one from Ohio Paris, State. Yeah, Paris Johnson. I think yeah, him. I, think if, I, I I'm, think I'm good with falls, really any one of the three. Broderick Jones is the one that I'm kind of eyeing just because he's the SEC tackle. Only played tackle for two years. Georgia had a phenomenal season the last two years, uh, and then you also have no sacks given up in those two years. So you're going up against the best defenders in the SEC have given up no sacks. I've heard him compared to Broderick Jones, which gets me all, or uh, get, compared to DeBrickshaw Ferguson, which gets me all sorts of excited as a Jets fan. And yeah. I just think that the, the two years of SEC play gives you so much more upside compared to guys that have played four full years. You kind of know them more as like a, a polished product. I think there's more growth potential maybe with Broderick Jones and letting him sit and learn maybe a little bit behind someone like a, uh, you know, Brown, like a Brown over at left tackle. Like Maybe that's that. not the worst worst scenario to have happen. 
But it would be interesting to see if we got JSN and Garrett Wilson back together. That would be pretty good. It would be absolutely wild. But Matt, I love you, and you have been ejected from the cockpit. <laughs> good call, Matt. Good call. All right. Pooch guy coming in. What's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. What's up? What's up? First time caller. Uh, I'm glad to have you. Upstate New York resident. And uh, you, Matt, Green Bean, Jake Asman, you guys have saved me from the pit of despair of the beat (laughs) and all that. I just wanted to get that out there. I finally feel like I have some friends that are also Jets fans. But, We're um, all in this together. That's probably my favorite thing about this whole community is like, I'm not by myself. I've got like three Jet fans in my town. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I got more than that. Yes, but yes. It, it, it's, it's nice to know we're, we're all in this together. Absolutely. But uh, as far as Odell, like I mm-hmm. was very much taking the stance of Green Bean. Like if he was here, mm-hmm. cool. Like let's roll. But double ACLs, uh, I, I just wasn't like overly – ecstatic about it but i would love to pivot and use some resources and definitely go get like kareem hunt so we can really Mm. baby Brees hall back in because when he went down i mean that was the gut that was the gut punch of all gut punches yeah i I, I don't know i don't know i guess it depends how they feel about carter and how they feel about bam we brought back ty johnson I I do think yeah, we baby yeah, Brees like, Hall Johnson coming back. A, I would Ty Johnson could be a, a camp cut. And, I agree. Like Michael Carter, I like the guy. I really wish like mm-hmm. I hope to God he has a real bounce back year because he is definitely a leader in the clubhouse. But mm-hmm. he scares me because he's just he's a little guy. I like Bam, mm-hmm. but I think having a Kareem Hunt back that could just hey if I. Uh, I think I lost the pooch guy. Necessarily have that a proven oh, guy that could do that yet. Yeah, I, look, Kareem Hunt. If you can get him in here for not a whole heck of a lot of money, maybe it's something you consider. I, I, I was not thinking running back. I'll be honest. If there's another, I would rather go later round draft pick on a running back than I would want to spend on a free agent because you got to think Kareem Hunt would get at least four or five million dollars at the very least coming in here. And that's that's just more than I want to spend on a position that I consider an area of strength, especially because I want to give the the lion's share of carries to Bam or to Brees. And I don't want to give up on Michael Carter. Like Michael Carter's on this team through the duration of this year, for my in my opinion. Um, and then you know maybe you make a decision after this year. But yeah, I, I, I like our running back room. I don't think we necessarily need to change it. Pooch guy, you've been ejected from the cockpit tigo you want to uh come on camera or you want to do video give me a thumbs up for camera all right cool 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 let me uh get this over here and i think i can do this bam what's up tigo how you doing pretty good how are you man i'm hanging in there hanging in there i uh the daycare stuff has been kicking my butt not fun yeah. no sicknesses it's not. Ugh. yep how's ben um, doing over I'm, there i'm uh doing good i'm I'm happy that we haven't gotten to a stage where we've like because i'm a stay-at-home dad like i've been able to like keep that going so i've been able, I we've been able idolizing to avoid you right all now that. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping i get to get to that point that that's like uh the golden dream just yep just stay at home dad stay life. home and do all that stuff <laughs> it, it's cool like it's just like i just see you know I'm, you see everything you don't miss anything yeah you don't 
He's always around. Like he's sleeping right now, and I miss him already. Oh yeah, dude. I we uh so my wife's brother gave us these um i don't know if you had them as a kid like the wooden tracks with the thomas the tank engine stuff with the magnets on them and they yep. connect and everything so shay's just like picking them up and like the train cars are like kind of dangling together and they drop down and shay's only nine months old at this point so she's not really knows how to play with them but man it's just cool watching like watching her figure stuff out it, it's it's fun have you started food yet oh yeah dude so this girl eats everything buffalo chicken yes! dip hummus fucking mozzarella cheese pulled pork <laughs> like you name it she tried salmon already this kid eats everything dude, it's, it's nice same ben will yell at me and my wife if we're eating and we have the audacity to not give him a piece he'll throw a temper yep. tantrum he oh i don't out. get the temper tantrum but she, i'll get i'll get the little ah yeah <laughs> like, you'll, you'll be like i get wait, wait where's mine uh it was hilarious <laughs> we were eating and like i did like this like uh, pressure cooker like stew chunk meat or whatever and he just yeah. reached onto my wife's plate and took a piece and then ran <laughs> off with it and i was just like wait what what is How he did doing you do and then he just sat down in the middle of the of the living room looked at us and then started eating it and we were like is he allowed and we were like googling it and then and he sat there he ate the whole thing i was like dang man he eats everything he doesn't care it's so cool man just seeing all the growth and all the stuff like that it's fun. It's fun. Now, enough about our kids. How you feel about Odell? It was. I, I think everybody's reactions that like you're hearing everywhere. And it was just like mm. he was a luxury, right, and mm. not a need. And of course, I wanted Odell. Like whatever you think about him and his injury concerns and his things like that, he would have been a net positive for this football. He mm. is right now even with the injury concern probably a better wide receiver than alan lazard uh cory mm -hmm. davis denzel mims mccall hardman all of those guys mm -hmm. but 18 million dollars it's way more, way more than i wanted to pay i'm glad we I weren't in, in on it at that i point. was at half that number and the thing that really yep. made me kind of like feel good about this whole situation was that you could tell he went to the ravens because of the money he wanted oh, to be yeah. a jet. Oh, he called because the jets up after. Call. He's like, can, can you match this, please? Like, what, what do you think? Like, one last shot. <laughs> like, dude, sorry, too much. Like, good for you, you but you can't do call. it. You don't make that call mm -hmm. to match. It wasn't to beat. That wasn't yeah. the report. He called the jets asking if they could match that offer. And of course, Joe Douglas isn't an idiot. Um, he's not going to do that. So I'm in full go trade, not this year's seventh because you don't have it, not next year's seventh because you don't have it. Go trade three years from now, seventh, and go get me D Hop. Um, because <laughs> there's no way the contract. Get... Let's go. Have you seen the numbers behind it? I I think it was the, it's nineteen uh, the over, million like, this year and fifth and like just under 15, 14 million next year. But what That's I mean a is, lot. theoretically, I looked at the over the cap situation and those mm. void years that are on his contract right now. He doesn't come have void with years. Him. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. The tweet He's got two goes, years you left. can add three years Correct. to the back end in void years, and you can lower mm. his cap hit this year to $5 million, next mm. year $10 million, and then just have a $5 million, like, and then you can spread it, you can you can really finagle the cap situation. Um, and with how the cap is about to explode, having a DeAndre Hopkins dead cap hit on the, on mm. the books for like four or $5 million over the next couple of years, I'm not that worried about it. 
And then mm. the previous caller said something that I think I'm all, I've been all in on for a while. We desperately mm. need a running back. This isn't like a, like we desperately need a running back. You can't rush Brees Hall back. I love me some Michael Carter, but he fell off last year hard, hard. Bam Knight do you think any of that had to do with quarterback play and offensive line play though? Like that, like to me, Absolutely. I feel like Carter's a prime candidate for back, like for a for a nice bounce back year this year. Well, of course, right? You're always gonna have to look at the offensive line falling apart. Mm. But are you willing to bank your run game on that fact? That's the point. Kareem Hunt. How did you feel about uh, Bam Knight? Were, were you like after the, after the Chicago game? Show me what he did. Hmm. I love Bam. Like, here's the thing: people are gonna. I feel like he like, could oh, he sell out as, so, as soon as Mike Bam White Knight. got hurt. As soon as Mike White got hurt, dude, the pieces fell apart because every team was like, "Yo, let's just yeah. put eight nine in the box." Like this quarterback, it's Traveler, Wilson. Pff, screw it. Absolutely, and I totally get that. But what was the Michael Carter has missed time both of the last first two years of his career, right? Sure, he's missed time. Bam Knight was as good as he was was a undrafted free agent who couldn't make the roster, right? It took Brees sure. Hall going down to make the roster. And while Brees Hall, in my opinion, is a top five running back in the NFL, is coming off of a serious injury. I would, like you said it before, put the kid on IR. Don't let him play for four weeks. Oh, yeah. Just don't even give him the option. Just oh, yeah. put him on IR and a Kareem Hunt contract. I looked it up. Mm -hmm. Like, like no one's been reaching out to him for more than $4 million. Like his market is like under four. You're telling me Kareem Hunt for one year under four? Nothing guaranteed doesn't make a ton of sense. I mean, I would be good with it, but I, I don't know. I Look, I, if I would have taken Jamal Williams for $4 million, I should absolutely want Kareem Hunt for $4 million. That's kind of the way I, I'm looking at it. I just, I like the personality of, of Jamal Williams maybe a little bit more than I do Kareem oh, Hunt. of course. And, and Kareem Hunt's kind of a scumbag, right? Like, no, well, they, well yeah, that's exactly it too. It's like, ah, yeah, wasn't that his thing? Nineteen-year-old girl. Go get me like Dalvin yeah, Cook. How much are you gonna make? Will you want to come over here? Come on, come on, Cook. It's it's one of <laughs> one those year. things of just like I, I'm all about just stacking mm. every aspect of this team as much as we can. Like that's why I look at it and I go, dude, if one of these tight ends are there in the second and we get Ben Jones, I might take the tight mm. end. I love Kenny Aboa. I love Nick Bowden, but like competition is always a good thing. And oh, yeah. getting better is always a good thing. I'm never if, gonna look is at Is there any a tight position. end? How many tight ends do you think are worthy of that type of selection? Like for me, I think Kincaid is just so much better than everyone else. I don't know. Like I like Michael Meyer. Meyer? Mayer? Michael Mayer no. is tight end one for me. That's I don't I love dude, Kincaid. I like Kincaid. Don't get me wrong. I love but Kincaid. Michael, I don't want to take Kincaid one in the first round, though. No, 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 no. I'm saying, like, if one's there at 42, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a different conversation, you know what I mean? I can, like, if you get Ben Jones, I could totally understand. If you get Ben Jones in free agency, I have no problem waiting a little bit on the center. If you can get the center in the fourth round, Ricky Stromberg is the guy I really have been kind of championing for, like, a long time. In the fourth round, I don't know. Get him to play guard as a backup for a little bit and then, you know, learn behind Ben Jones. I just I'm afraid to like go with Ben Jones with the concussion issues and then like punt on center in the second round when you have like possibly three of the top you know four guys sitting there for you. Again, there's a lot of options there. Like 
the big story for me that broke that no one is talking about because it's like, well, why would the Jets do this? But it just it makes a ton of sense. Is it's, it's there's a confirmed report that the Buffalo Bills want to come up. Ooh, and thirteen is the prime spot to come up because you know who, who do you think it is? The running for? back? It's Jackson Smith and Ajigba. They want another premier pass catcher. They oh, dude, I'm not giving that to him. In. I would. I'm not who, scared. Who, of JSN. What are you getting? What what are you, what are you getting? Oh, a first, I'm not a second, ter- a fourth. Like that's the trade, right? It's a first, a second, and a fourth if you want to come up, especially because it's the inner where are they picking? Division. They're picking mid twenties, yeah. probably. Yeah, I would oh, do it. Man. I'm not scared of JSN. JSN, like here's the, here's a great no, comment. but I'm afraid of Buffalo. <laughs> I don't want to help Why? them in any capacity, dude. I You're like not. JSN is JSN going to beat DJ Reed or uh, Sauce Gardner or even Michael Carter the second? I don't think so. Probably. Look, <sighs> I love JSN. I love JSN. Probably not. But he's no. coming off of an injury, and sure. in most wide receiver classes, he's not even a first round wide receiver. I would agree with that. I do. I do think that. So if you like, think were you, you could get of what, George a first Pickens that, last year, I I I had George Pickens as my number two receiver behind Jamison Williams. That's crazy. I know. I dude, I was like, he's one of my if I was looking at guys, the only two first round talents I thought I saw last year. I shouldn't say only, but the ones that like the two best I thought were the two guys that tore their ACLs. I was like, it sounds crazy, but those are my two favorite wide receivers if they can bounce back. And I think they're gonna be the two best. I, well, I shouldn't say that. Garrett Wilson gonna crush it. But yeah, I I'm uh, I, had, I had London Wilson. I I liked London. But I think his like nagging injuries kind of irked me a little bit more on him, and I pushed him further down. I don't know how to grade Ohio State wide receivers. I've, I'm flat out admitting it. I don't care. I was wrong on Olave. I was wrong on Wilson. I'm gonna be wrong on JSN. So I'm just I'm just gonna say I would take JSN because clearly, like if Garrett Wilson loves the guy and everyone else loves the guy, I'm clearly wrong. I like I'm okay. I think the whole thing with Jackson Smith and Ajibba is that he isn't a can't miss prospect. You know what I mean? Look, you know how there's like Is there a player players that, that you think is missed? though? At 13, at 13, there's two. There's two mm. guys where I look at it, if they're both there, I would move back. And that's Anton mm. Harrison and Broderick Jones. Broderick Jones mm. being the number 1. If Broderick Jones is there at 13, like yeah. you're going to have to really pay to get me to back off of Broderick Jones because he has like he doesn't have a ton of experience at tackle, but he has that mm. upside like when you look at how he plays and how fluid he is. He has like best tackle in the NFL kind of caliber. Like, I like Broderick Jones insane. a lot. I've been saying that the whole draft process. He's my he's, he's my pick he's at tackle 13. one. He's yeah, tackle one. I think he is in this class. And then the other guy that I would take at 13 that I would feel really confident, confident in is Anton Harrison. Because he mm. like those are the guys that when we look at the end of this tackle class, which by the way, I think there's gonna be six tackles taken in the first round. I think it's I think we're gonna see one wide receiver taken in Jackson Smith and Jigba, and then all of the tackles are going to go. So what do you um, say? You think Wright, Harrison, who's the other one? The kid from Ohio the State, other the other Jones, one? Dewan Jones. Dewan. Yeah, you're going to see, probably in order, you're going to see, uh, you're probably going to see Paris Johnson Jr. be the first guy taken because he has the mm. highest floor, lowest ceiling. Then mm. you're going to see Skaronsky go to a team that maybe needs a tackle, maybe needs a guard, and they'll figure out which where, where he's going to play. Then you're see, I feel see. like I feel like Skaronsky going to the Bears first, then J- Paris Johnson going to the Titans, then Broderick Jones going to the Jets. Like it just kind of feels like those moves make sense. But then you get into yeah. that like Anton Harrison, uh, Anton Harrison, right? Top fifteen pick. 
Like I don't know. Like, I think I know going, the right? least about him of all the tackles right now. If you keep it going, right, then the Jets go at 13 and they take a tackle. The mm -hmm. Patriots could take a tackle, but let's not give the Patriots a tackle. The Steelers could take a tackle, so there goes Anton Harrison. Mm -hmm. The I don't think Lyle Collins is going to be ready by the draft, so they're not going to feel comfortable there. And uh, I don't know if what's his name that uh, their old left tackle before they signed uh, Ben Jones or uh, Orlando Brown Jr. I don't know if he's going to stay there. So you need a right tackle. So there goes Darnell Wright, and I feel it in my bones that Kansas City is taking Dewan Jones. Like even if other mm. like I think they're taking Dewan Jones. Just protect your franchise quarterback. You went and signed yeah, yeah. Dewan Taylor. Just protect Patrick Mahomes. Man. That's all you need. He doesn't need wide receivers. The guy's going to throw everybody open. Just make him not have to run around. He takes too many sacks for the best quarterback in the NFL. It's just six guys are going to go in the first round. I think so. Like and that's that's my hot take of and then only one wide receiver is going to go in JSN. Ooh, probably I think more than one wide receiver goes purely because the value of wide receiver contracts have kind of exploded. I would say JSN is the only receiver that I would contemplate taking in the first round. I've, I'm kind of out on the rest of the crew there. Tigo, any last words before I eject you from the cockpit? Nah, man, I'm, I'm uh, 17 days. That's it. Well, 16 now. <laughs> We're basically at the end of the day. We're a little over two weeks till the draft. I'm excited. This is going to be a really, really cool draft because we're going to get Aaron. We're going to do some exciting things. It's going to be awesome. Dude, I'm looking forward to it. Guys, Tigo is going to be on the draft party stream. Coming on day two, we'll set up a time for him. He's coming on. I'm looking forward to talking some more ball with you, dude. I will see you in the live chat, but you have been ejected from the cockpit. Tigo, always a good time. We've got Carson joining the show. Carson, how you doing tonight? What's going on, Ryan? Hanging in there, hanging in there. How are you feeling about this whole Odell news? You upset at all? Oh, there's... There's a huge delay. Hold on. Oh, there's yeah. a huge delay. <laughs> Give me a sec. <laughs> it's all right. Just listen. I think you can listen to the call uh, if the um, stream is like not up. I'm not getting any sound out of the call. That's why. Ah, uh, okay. I'm going to boot you real quick. Call back in. I'll pick you up. All right. I guess I'll throw, yeah, let's throw the chicken. Boom. <laughs> Carson ejected. All right. Let's give him another go. All right, Carson, can you hear me? Ooh. Okay. I'm, I will deal with the delay. Um, what was the <laughs> Fire question? Fire away. You, uh... How do you feel about Odell? Um, I don't care. For $18 million as a slot wide receiver, don't care. Um, just because I think J Jackson Smith and Jigba is mm -hmm. a real option um, in this draft. I think you're, a lot of people are underrating how good he actually is. That 2021 season when he had, what, 1,700 yards out of the slot next to our boy Garrett Wilson – you know, if Garrett Wilson is vouching for the guy, even though he was his teammate in college, and if you just watch his pure route running ability, and if you remember last year, I did say that the Jets were going to take Garrett Wilson at 10. It was a hot take. I did say yep. that. And they took, wound up taking him at 10. And I think JSN is a better prospect than a lot of people give him credit for. I love Jordan Addison, too. Um, but Odell, $18 million? Crazy, I had him at like 11 right? or 12. 
crazy. That's that, yeah, I was hoping for like half of 18. Getting 18 is like, yo, dude, I'm glad you asked if we'd match it because it makes me feel good that the Jets had the opportunity and said, nah, we're good. It's all right. You have fun down in Baltimore. You know, so like for the the slot wide receiver position, um, it shows that they are looking for another slot guy because Odell would have primarily played in the slot for us. Um, with if if Corey Davis is going in the trade to the Packers, you're going to have Wilson on the outside, Lazard on the outside. You're going to have Nicole working in the slot as a fourth uh, fourth wide receiver, and you still need that that Elijah Moore replacement. And that's where I think. Um, Jackson's, I don't, I have a way higher grade on JSN than I do Jordan, uh, Addison. The injury for Addison scares me a little bit, but for yep. Jackson Smith and Jigba, his explosiveness and the way he can get open with his route running is why I primarily have him over Addison. And he fits well with us because we need a slot wide receiver, you know? So, so you're talking about Wilson being, now you also got to remember Gary Wilson's our superstar wide receiver. We need to keep the guy happy. I, I, we need to keep him happy so and make him sign that second contract. Why not get his buddy from college? Why not get his buddy from college? That's kind of like a weird I, – I understand what you're saying because it's almost like the Joe Burrow, uh, you know, Jamar Chase sort of situation where you had two guys that played together in college that work well off one another. Now one's a quarterback, one's a receiver. That is a little bit of a different uh, dynamic, of course. But if you get receivers that like playing together, that want to stay together, maybe you say, hey, guys – Let's let's not take like the lion's share of money and let's like get paid well, but also continue to work together. Like that that is appealing to me, and the the instant chemistry seems to be like a, a nice little boost to that as well. Carson, thank you so much for the call. Been ejected from the cockpit. Uh, all right, up next we got Joe from Long Island. Joe, how you doing tonight, brother? Joe says, oh, he just booted himself. <laughs> All right. We've got Joe, your Atlanta Jets fan. Joe, how you doing tonight, brother? Joe, how you doing tonight? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Ah, I lost him. <laughs> Maybe it's my connection tonight. I might have a, you know, bad go of it. All right. Let's try Pat. Pat, how you doing tonight, brother? Pat, can you hear me? It's definitely me. <laughs> it's definitely me. All right. Let me see if I can. Uh... All right, Joe, you're Atlanta Jets fan. I do see you calling. I'm going to see if I can turn off my thing on this side real quick and then i'm going to try it again all right guys try calling it again hopefully that does something i don't know i guess i get some weird lagging issues with this software slightly annoying all right we got pat joining the show pat how you doing tonight brother hey ron not bad yourself i'm hanging in there how you feeling about this odell stuff you upset that he went to the ravens not for his money. <laughs> yeah, right. Eighteen million a year for one year—that's ah, that's crazy, dude. Like, like you and all the Talking Jets panel have always mm -hmm. said, 
He's not the same Odell in New York. Me personally, with a dad who's a Giants fan, I would have loved it. Go, hey, hey, you remember that one hit catch? Look what color he's wearing. Right? Like, he, right. he's on our team now. Yeah, his, he was at his prime when he was in New York. It was nice watching him flourish. And I just think, I, I think I feel better knowing that the Jets had the opportunity to still get him. And it wasn't the fact that we, you know, didn't have uh, Aaron Rodgers or that we were, you know, you know, he just wanted to go to Baltimore more. He wanted to be a Jet. He wanted us to match the offer. And the Jets were like, nah, dude, like, we're good. That number's a little too high for us. Yeah. But what, Where do you feel we go with really the uh, the 13 pick now? Do you think receiver that's, comes into play? That's kind of what I want to talk about. Mm. I know it's not going to happen, but I know a lot of I know a lot of you guys love numbers and love stats. Mm-hmm. The fact that everybody's high on one season of good competition for Kincaid to me mm. does not make sense that you would not take Mager. I'm a Notre Dame fan, Ryan. I saw, so I keep That's hearing what's the last name. I am I, Mayor. Notre Dame has produced tight ends and O and O line for the last 15 years. Oh yeah, and Baby Gronk is the kid's nickname. I, oh yeah, he that he's the all-time Notre Dame leader in every tight end category, and Pro Football Focus graded him. At an 89.9 for pass block and like an 87.8 for run block, which was also higher than the boys from Georgia. I was going to say pretty, pretty solid. I don't know if that's in relation to his position or in relation to like everyone overall, because I have like a hard time believing it's, he would be as good of a blocker as like a tackle would be. But like tight end no, no, for me is just, like per, the, just position. Yeah. I see my, my, pa- my, my panic with the, tight end is that if you take a tight end in the first round, he has to be elite. Where, like, I I don't know if we need that, knowing we have Conklin and Uzama. If, you, if they take a tight end, I think it means Conklin or Uzoma is going to get traded to Green Bay. Personally, I don't see it happening. It's a, it'd be a fan pick for me. Because it has to be I like a trade watch. down, I think, right? I do. I agree, though. I, do th- I, I like the talent at tight end more than I like maybe some of the wide receivers. JSN's probably the only one I think I would be okay with like i said it'd be a fan pick because for years i had to watch justin tuck be a giant mm-hmm. and my dad repping the jersey and rubbing it in my face he's like where's your Notre Dame player i'm like he's on the bench he's like can't do anything all right you know so for you i hope we get some what about what if we get uh patterson the center guard in the later rounds i would love that right but, see he was a starting center for a long time winds up moving over to guard this year and uh Positional flexibility, maybe? Who knows? Stock dropped a little bit this past year. I like the idea of rolling dice on him. Pat, thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. All right, next up, we got Ice Force, and then Joe, your Atlanta Jets fan. Ice Force, welcome to the cockpit. It says you have yourself muted. I don't know if there's a button on your end that you have to click. Let's see. I'm going to put you back in the green room for now until you get that uh, figured out. I'm going to go on to Joe, your Atlanta Jets fan. Joe, how you doing tonight, brother? It was good, man. Um, I'm a little bit at ease about the Odell situation. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Like it was, it was a little stressful seeing how much money he wound up going for. I'm glad we didn't pay him that. Exactly. I was like, when I seen how much, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can have him. Because uh, oh, yeah. this funny thing about it is, I knew we were trying to get him. We were trying to really lowball for him. Try to get him for the lowest price possible. That's how they sent Salah oh, yeah. out to Arizona and have him out there, you know, chilling and going to the Phoenix Suns game with him. <laughs> mm-hmm, like they was really trying mm-hmm. to wine and dine him. <laughs> yeah, they, they, Sal's thinking like, oh, you, come on over. Yeah, it's seven, eight, nine million dollars. But dude, come on yeah. over. Ten point five million. That seems like the perfect number for you. Like the perfect Corey Davis plug-in salary uh, fits the bill. Quarterback wants him. I like that he offered. Like he he wanted us to match. That makes me feel yeah, yeah. even better about you know not doing yeah. it. Yeah, I wonder how that conversation went. I wonder if Joe Douglas said he just hung up the phone. <laughs> in his face. Yeah, he's just like he's like, how much? You say eighteen? Ha! <laughs> Click ejected. <laughs> I like to imagine Douglas has a big button on his desk. Like I got over right. here and just hits the chicken goes flying across the screen. Douglas is my spirit animal. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely, he's definitely the goat. But my whole thing about us like looking for another wide receiver, I think any mm-hmm. any offensive weapon besides the offensive line is luxury at this point. I'm good with mm-hmm. anybody. Even like I noticed like everybody's really not saying anything about Denzel Mims in a sense. Like it's his what, yeah. third, fourth year. Like Dude, this has gotta I'm be good. like the year for him, right? Like just see what <laughs> right? you got. Like, yeah. Like I think I had a whole conspiracy theory. My friends are still laughing at me because I have a group of friends. We they're fans from all over Jets, Saints. They, they just love laughing at me. But I'm like, look, <laughs> I think Mike Lafleur was trying to sabotage the team. <laughs> That's why he had dude. To he was go. just like, someone pissed in my Cheerios. <laughs> they wanted me on the sideline. I'm not going to use any yeah. of the talent I have. <laughs> right. That's that's, that's, that's what I heard I'm from like, Lafleur. I'm noticing. Yeah, that's <laughs> like. I noticed like the first half of the season, the great play mm-hmm. calling he was making, and then the second half, we didn't see none of those plays. We didn't see the counter run or anything like that. He didn't use uh, Mike. Uh, he didn't use uh, Michael Carter like like he did at the beginning of the year. I'm like, yeah, Car- Carter's drop off like, I think was the most disappointing from like yeah, what he showed yeah. the year prior. Uh, I mean, Tomlinson I for calling. me. Well, that's just it. I think the 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 <laughs> ability of getting Hackett and having guys being excited for their offensive coordinator, exactly. I think that's going to be almost as big of an addition as any player you could have added, not named Aaron Rodgers. Right. But, yep. That's my time, I guess. You know? <laughs> Joe, I love you, I love brother. Thank day. you so much for the call. You've been ejected from here. the cockpit. All right, let's see if we can go back to Ice Force. Let's see what Ice Force got going on. Ice Force, can you hear me? Welcome to the cockpit. Ice Force going once. Ice Force going twice. Boom! You're out of here! You're out of here. Let's see what else we got going on. What are you guys talking about in the chat here? Dakota J says Garrett Wilson went back home week two against Cleveland and straight owned them with Flacco as his quarterback. Wow. Yeah, that was an impressive game from him. Two touchdowns, just like really feeling confident in Ohio. I love Garrett Wilson and him playing with a legit quarterback this year. Game changer. All 
Oh, Mr. Nightbot, look at you go. Follow the new Talking Jets channel, youtube.com slash at Talking Jets. Click on it, subscribe. Let me know what uh, what number you are. We're going to start doing all the Talking Jets panels over there come July. After our draft season is over, we take our two-month hiatus. Two and a half month hiatus. Then we'll come back in July. Everything's going to live on that new channel. So thank you, Nightbot, for uh, dropping some, some information in the chat for us. Edward Ziff drops in. He says, trying to figure out what Joe Douglas will do is like trying to pick the big deal of the day behind door number three, right? Ugh. You never know. Everything's kept close to the chest. I love what Joe Douglas is doing. Edward, I completely agree. Challenging. All right, coming up, we got NY Jets fan four chiming in. What's up, brother? How you doing tonight? What's going on, Ryan? I'm hanging in there. How you feeling about the Odell news? Uh, honestly, man, I I could care less. I think our our wide receiver core is going to be pretty good. He he wasn't going to be our number one regardless. Garrett Wilson, all these weapons. So uh, he was going to be more like a fill in third, fourth guy. So I let him go to Baltimore. Let him get his money. I really don't care. Um, yeah, right. It's like it's like you have your reliable car, you have your your fun car, and then you got like that that luxury car, the weekend getaway car. You don't need it. It's cool to have, and you can show it yeah. off. But you're still paying the taxes on. It. You're still paying the you know insurance on the car. It's like ah, we could do without it. Yeah, I, I was um, more calling in. I just want to hear your uh, opinion on this. I, I've been thinking about the Rogers um, mm -hmm. trade, and to me. There's really no other date that makes any difference in this other than June first. Mm -hmm. The the I've draft. I've heard the April seven, the April seventeenth one might be a pressure point because I think that's when players start to report for voluntary workouts. So maybe there's something like weird and yeah, squirrely like that, that happens. Yeah, a little bit, but but the the notion where people are saying that um it, it might wait till draft and they're gonna wait till mm -hmm. like pick the pick actually comes up to see if a player falls. Whether they get the pick now or later, it doesn't it, it, it's not going to make a difference who falls to them. They'd rather probably have a, a second round, the second round pick, so they could if the player doesn't fall to them, they could probably do something with it. So what I've been thinking mm -hmm. is, is do you think it's a possibility that Joe Douglas and Green Bay they have a um, somewhat of like a a negotiation come draft time for pick swaps, mm -hmm. right? Um, then come the June first date, maybe it's like a conditional pick. That goes their way for to finalize the trade, but come draft time there'll be trades mm -hmm. between the two teams that'll involve compensation, but the actual trade won't be announced. You know what I mean? Like, do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I wonder if like, they can, could they, you they execute like part of a trade and then have the rest of it kick in as like a trigger later on? Like if well, yeah, like, uh, they, like they if like Aaron Rodgers is on thing. the Green Bay's roster by X date. The Packers have to give like three first round picks or something silly like that. Like that would be a weird trade to to work out, but that like, would be interesting. Like, let's, let's say, like I've been thinking, like let's say, like the Green Bay wants to save that extra cap money. So you know, come yeah. draft day, Joe Douglas and, and they they negotiate on some like you get the second pick, whatever. Um, they'll mm -hmm. give us a pick in return, but then like when the actual after June first to to finalize the trade, the Jets will send like the twenty twenty four conditional pick in order mm -hmm. to finalize the trade. I, I could see something about, like that. that that's an interesting way to go so about it. 
yeah, it doesn't make that's sense interesting. why it's taking so long. And the only make the only date that makes sense to benefit anybody would be the after June first, so that Green Bay can save that money and he's a fifteen million dollar cap hit for us. But like, why? W- so, so my question, I guess, would be: the Packers have ten draft picks in this year's draft. Is there really that much of a need for them to get an additional pick? And is there really that much of an incentive for Joe Douglas to want to make a trade prior to the draft or during draft night? Like, if I'm Joe Douglas and I'm Robert Sala, I'm sitting back and I'm saying, like, hey, let's let's see where we sit after the draft, see what kind of picks we feel comfortable moving for the guy that wants to come here on the team that has to get rid of him. Like, I think that well, June 1st deadline, perfect. like you mentioned, is big because I think they're going to eat a little portion of that salary cap bonus that's, like, kind of hanging in the distance. And I think that's when that'll be able to be triggered. Um, well, well, let's say let's say a player that Green Bay really, really wants ends up falling in the draft to 42 mm. or 43. And mm-hmm. they call up the Jets and they say, okay, like, we really want this player. Give us mm-hmm. this pick and we'll give you something in compensation for the pick. But, but it'll still be part of the Aaron Rodgers trade. You know what I mean? Because that's the only yeah, way I, I could see them waiting until draft day to, to, to get the pick. Like, why would you want to mm-hmm. wait if you if you get getting the pick now or later is not going to determine who falls to you, right? Nah, that's that's true. But I think there's also some level of mystery because the the pick right behind us is the Patriots. So if we trade out now, now the Patriots know they might have to move in front of Green Bay to to do something. So at least if you sit at 13 until they're on the clock, then they only have 15 minutes to really, you know, decide at that point. And they're not really, there's nothing to decide, I guess, because the the Patriots are either getting the player that the Jets pass on or that the Packers pass on at that point. And maybe there's two players or three players that the Jets really like that they're comfortable. If all three are there, they're like, okay, hey, you know, we'll forego giving up a second round pick and we'll do the swap of 13-15 this year because the yeah. the difference is negligible for us because we like one of these three players that are going to fall to us at 15 and that saves us a little bit of headache from giving up like an additional pick later on. I think there's a real shot that the Patriots are going to go JSN at 14. So if he's available yeah, there at 13, maybe there's a maybe that's the the flip-flop. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I just can't. See, I just don't understand why this is taken. Don't. That's that's why I've been like going down that road of thinking that way. Is because June first to me is the only date. Like I honestly think now that because it's taken, I honestly think it's not going to get finalized till after June first. Just yeah, because that, of what what the, the the cap scenario is for Green Bay. That that's just makes sense for me. So I, I don't completely know. agree. We'll, we'll and if I'm happens, if but. I'm the Jets, I'm not giving up any picks in this year's draft. Let's let's have the discussion post June first. I would love to use my number 13, hey, 42, if, 43. If Dude, JD I love can it. do that. Jesus, we Dude, better all start going. We better he's start gonna, building a sculpture of him. Quote me. He's gonna do that, and he's gonna make Green Bay eat some of the salary cap for that sixty million dollar bonus post June first. I've been saying it for a while. I think it really is going to happen. NY Jets fan four, you have been ejected from the cockpit. That's a really interesting scenario. So the idea of having some sort of conditional trade now where the rest of the trade kicks in, like maybe you can create a deal where it's, hey, we'll flip-flop these picks now. But if Aaron Rodgers is on Green Bay's roster as of June 3rd or something along those lines, the Packers must trade three first-round picks. Like something absolutely bonkers, where it's like the, the Packers aren't going to be able to hold the Jets over the flames for for giving them a pick this 
like now, but also waiting on the Roger stuff. I don't know if that can happen. It might be able to. Anyone who knows contracts more than me, <laughs> let me know. That's an interesting scenario. I think everything gets done post-June 1st. I know there. everyone thinks it's going to be by draft time. I'd sit and wait. I would sit and wait. Jerome Strax. What's good, dude? He says, where's Shay? She's in bed. <laughs> it's 9.30. She is, uh, she's asleep. She goes down at 7 o'clock, 7.30 now. She's great. Falls asleep at uh, 7 o'clock. Wakes up at 7 o'clock. Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. Harlan says Cobb should be coming. I do think Cobb ends up with the Jets for like $2 million deal, but I think that's only after the Rodgers trade happens. I don't think there's any reason to rush out and, <laughs> and get uh, Cobb right now. Dakota says Bryce Huff is incredible. Michael Carter, too, is awesome as well, alongside uh, Sauce and DJ Reed. Yeah, I, I really like our, how our defense is shaping up. And you got DJ Reed for not a whole heck of a lot of money. Sauce was a home run of a pick at number four. I like Huff as a situational pass rusher. So I'm curious to see what he ultimately gets paid after this year. We have him on the restricted free agent tender. Uh, it was a third round, or no, a second round tender. I'm excited to see what we get from him. But it really feels like Carl Lawson is going to be on this team for, for this season. So now you're talking about JFM, Carl Lawson, Bryce Huff, Clemens, and Jermaine Johnson. You're loaded. You got to have these guys playing all over the defensive line. Have some reps at defensive tackle, D-end. Now Huff is going to be your situational guy on third down. He's not too good at the uh, protecting against the run. Gets upfield too quick. Harlan says, if the Ravens want to pay big dollars for the oft-injured player, it's on them. How many games will Lamar Jackson and OBJ be on the DL together? It means the IR. But yeah. Some, this is, what do they got? One ACL between the two of them? <laughs> Lamar Jackson. I don't know what I would advise Lamar Jackson to do. There is a really big part of me that says, do not play. If I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm sitting and waiting for Herbert. I'm waiting for Burrow. I'm waiting for Hertz to get their money because you got an injury, you know, an injured player in Burrow that tore his ACL getting paid, missed a ton of games. You have a running quarterback in Hertz that's going to get paid. Lamar kind of encompasses like the bad side of both those guys <laughs> where you got the running quarterback of Lamar and the injuries of Burrow. I think that that probably still complicates things regardless. But if you start seeing those guys getting fully guaranteed contracts for Lamar, why would you even try to play sit out the 32 million for this year? You don't get fined or you sign your contract and you have one of those situations where you're constantly hurt, it's nagging. Although I don't know if a team gives you the money if you do that. Man, I don't know. Lamar's in like a bad situation. Lamar is is doing exactly what you shouldn't do. 
And it's because he didn't have an agent. If I would advise any player to do the right thing is get an agent because an agent would have told you, hold out after 2019. You want an MVP. Do not set foot on the field. That is when you're going to get your highest contract. Now, for me, I would have told him, hey, keep going and just go, you know, play it out. Go on the franchise tag. You'll be fine. And I would still say that for Lamar. Like, hey, play on the franchise tag. But because he had the injuries the last two years, I think that changes the dynamic just a little bit. Hindsight's 2020. The the time to sit out would have been in 2019. Hold out for the big deal. You probably wouldn't have gotten a fully guaranteed contract, but you would have gotten a lot at that point. And because you played and gave the Ravens the benefit of the doubt, you were a team player. Now they're holding that kindness and those injuries that you suffered because of it against you in contract negotiations. I feel bad for Lamar. I really do. He's going to wind up getting paid. He shot himself in the foot, though, as far as like not having an agent, so he didn't get to have those back-channel conversations with what other teams might be thinking about. The, the agent can do that. The agent's going to be able to talk to other players, other teams, and realize, oh, the money you want is not out there. You may want to take the Ravens deal. It's not the deal you want. Maybe you work on a shorter-term deal so you can get the money you do want. Let's work on what the Ravens think you are lacking in as to why they're not giving you that money, and let's figure that out together. Him not having a uh, an agent absolutely screwed him. Oh, look, we got a Finns fan in here. The Jets are poverty. Aww. Is that coming from the team that hasn't won a playoff game since, like, well before the Jets? <laughs> like, the Jets have the longest playoff drought, but when's the last time you fuckers won a fucking playoff game? Squish the fish, my friend. <laughs> Suck it. Glad you're over here, though. It's all right. I just like talking shit. Kelvin says, how do you feel about Charles Johnson, the receiver in the fourth round? I'll be honest, I haven't done enough... Uh, research i'd have to actually look into him i'd be lying if i said anything else oh we got v-man joining the show v-man how you doing tonight brother v-man how you doing tonight can you hear me i think i've got a delay again don't i i think there's a delay let me i'm gonna Vinny, I'm gonna boot you. Just join back in. I'll I'll answer the call again. For some reason, the uh, there's a little bit of a lag tonight. Maybe Beck is watching something. The, the internet's just like, no, I don't want to let you link up with people. Let's see. Uh, Mike Healthy Life, I see you in there. He says, uh, how can I join? Just click the pinned comment in the live chat. There's a uh, a little comment on there with a link to the show. Vinny, can you hear me? Yeah, sorry. I think it was in it. Was it, it might have been a glitch on my side. Can you hear me? Right. I got you loud and cleared. How are you feeling tonight, dude? By the way, to answer your question, you said, when's the last time the Dolphins won a playoff game? Oh, yeah. Last time we won a playoff game... Pokemon video games did not let you pick the gender of your character. Wow, so that would have had to be 2006? 
2000. Wow. 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 Pokemon What's the last game I had? Probably. I think I had Crystal at one point. I started with yellow, red, and blue. The first Pokemon game to let you select your gender. So that's how long it's been. 2001. Wow. Those damn Dolphins fans. Depressed down there. Sorry. Jeez. Feel bad. Honestly, the OBJs, I don't care about the OBJ stuff. Like, let's be honest. The Jets were wise to not throw that type of money because we would have been mocked for it. Oh, $18 million dollars a year? I would have been pissed if we paid him $18 million a year. It'd be a horrible contract for us. For the Ravens, who may not even have a quarterback, different story. Exactly. I, I don't care. Let, like, let them throw their money. Like, they want to pay an injured uh, wide, wide receiver coming off an injury who's, in his, who's already entering his 30s. Like, you know, as Napoleon once said, never correct your opponent when he makes a mistake. Right, just let him keep doing it. <laughs> you know, I'm just like I said. I'm honestly just looking forward to everything, you know. And all the Aaron Rodgers stuff. Look, the Packers are gonna crack. They want to get draft picks. We know that's gonna happen. Like, like do we so think I'm not so? Worried. Though I mean, they have ten picks in this year's draft. Do they have to get another one necessarily? I don't know if they do. I think they want it. I don't think they want. I think they want as much as possible. Well, because sure, but if it if it's like let's say a second now, or a first if you do it post June first because you eat some of the contract, wouldn't you rather have the five year first round pick instead of the second round pick this year? I think I might if I was the Packers. I could be wrong. Maybe you want the player to to evaluate Jordan Love a little bit more, but like I don't know. I, mean, but I would if. Like- if like how much they would have to give me a big discount to make the move prior to the draft. I think that's my where I kind of stick to this. Yeah, but look, here's the thing. Honestly, draft, post draft, whatever, it's it's a, it's gonna happen and we don't have to worry about him being ready. He it's Aaron Rodgers, he will be ready when the time comes to play. There's no worry about that. Yeah, well I think and watching him work out with Lazard and all that. Makes me feel a little more confident now than I did maybe prior to all that stuff happening. Yeah. Vinny, thank you so much for the call. You have been ejected from the cockpit. Uh, Up next, we got Mike the Barber and then Jake. Mike, how you doing tonight, brother? Hey, guys. So we hear the Packers always talking about the want to get a trade before the draft coming up, which that's great. And mm-hmm. listen, we're the only team that they could draft them to. So I don't see how we're giving up anything significant. Yeah, right. Like, well, that's where I kind of fall on this is like, if we're the only one trading for him and we don't have to do it right now, I'm looking at the way Douglas responded to questions and I'm looking at the way Salah responded to questions. Like, they seem very relaxed. It's going to get done at some point. Like, what's the rush to do it before the draft? Like, the Packers would have to make it such an attractive trade. For me to do it now versus waiting a little bit later. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't mind to wait. Why? What? What's? What's the rush? Yeah. What do you think about the OBJ stuff? Do you think the Jets are in the market for a wide receiver still? I mean, listen. If you're any Jet fan, if you're really wondering, you know, how we can't pay a guy eighteen million dollars that can't stay healthy for the last two years. I mean, they're just – the Ravens, that's just uh, upset. I mean, you're talking about a respectful organization going sour, huh? 
Yeah, now I now I question, you know, maybe you start questioning the Lamar stuff a little bit more. It's like, well, man, they paid that guy $18 million to, like, be on two torn ACLs and, like, we were going to pay him half. Well, maybe they are wrong on the Lamar stuff and we should go <laughs> and pay Lamar. I don't know. Well, I, I look at Baltimore as a really smart organization games. and that did not feel like a smart move. No, no, that's, come on, that's common sense, no? Yeah, I think part of it might be them trying to to make it attractive for Lamar to want to come back. I think part of it might be, like, trying to boost morale within their own locker room. I That's just a lot of money. The expectation level is different, too, because uh, Odell being down in Baltimore, he's being paid to be their number one. If he were to come here, we wouldn't have paid him that number one salary. would have been like, hey— you're, you know, we can offer you $10 million because that's what we got from Corey Davis. If you can't fit into that, this very specific role that we want you to be, then it's probably not the right fit anyway. I just like the fact that the Jets were extended the offer to match and we said, no, nah, we're good. It's all right. Like that to me at least shows that there's, you know, the level of want for star players to want to be here if the money's even. That's not a smart move to sign that guy. I mean, he's trouble. You're paying him. Come on. I mean, he's just not a jet. Let's be real. I don't want. I think. Guy. I I think the the personality concerns were valid. Uh, I think the what was it the United incident this year with him kind of acting like an asshole was also very I telling. I don't want to see that. Yeah, it's. I, I get it. I understand why people wouldn't want him. I, and I think most Jet fans are probably in the same sort of mind space as you, where it's like, look, I'm not banged up over losing Odell. The contract was really the... I would say I was disappointed when we didn't get him, but as soon as I saw the number, I was like, all right, cool. I'm glad. You know, good for him. Mike, thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. Next up, we got our buddy Jake. Jake, how you doing tonight? Good evening, man. How you doing? I'm hanging in there, hanging in there. Are you beat up about this Odell stuff at all? Nah, he's uh, older Elijah Moore. That's all he is. Yeah, I, I would say Moore's that I'm a little maybe more say. irked. I think I'm a little more irked about like trading Elijah Moore now that we didn't get Odell, even though Odell didn't cost us like it would have cost us a, a crazy no. ton. Like, I think the value. Not at all. Really? Oh, God, I. The more the all. more trade Elijah, just Elijah. felt like we sold low a little bit. Oh, we did. It wasn't JD's greatest trade. Listen, I, I love JD's moves. I thought we gave uh, giving the third rounder annoyed me. They actually kind of irked me a little bit. If you want yeah. to talk about something, but but listen, this guy, this guy was trouble. AJ Brown's comments free Elijah. Like we, we knew where this was going. We all knew this was going. He's not committed to this team. He's committed to getting his money. Garrett Wilson is a much is a better character player. Mm-hmm. They got Lazard. They got Hardman. Where, where 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 was Corey Davis? What's happening with him? So where was mm-hmm. Odell in this? Was he gonna come out and like you know push everybody to the side and say me me me? I mean like I'm not dealing with that. I'm sorry, I'm not dealing with that. Like, it's, I guys, think it's a crowded you know, room. Just, it's 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 one of those luxury situations. And now, are you more inclined to hold on to Corey Davis now, or would you possibly be looking a different route at wide receiver? Maybe the draft, maybe Hopkins. What what's kind of on your mind as far as receiver goes? I let Corey go. I just don't think he's worth the money. He's worth mm-hmm. what, 10, 11 million dollars. I mean, I don't think he's he's he gets you two, three big catches a year, and that's it. He get he gets you mm-hmm. nothing majority of the season. So 
you know, I, I was listening to Jake Asman this morning, and he was talking about, like, J- Jackson Smith and Jigba. Look, I'm a diehard Ohio State fan. I wanted Garrett Wilson more than Debo last year. But, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we're, not, we're not in a position right now to take another receiver. We've got to get this offensive line together because right now we don't have a center. Guys, we don't have a center. We don't have a tackle. Don't tell me Mekhi Beckton we can trust right now. We don't mm-hmm. have the offensive line that's fully there to make Aaron happy and make the team happy. we got to get the line focused and linebacker. Linebacker and all an offensive line, you want to throw safety in there, fine. Those are the positions we focus on. Wide receiver, draft somebody in the fourth, fifth round. You'll find a, a little gem somewhere there. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think for me, I want the tackle. It feels like the most, the, the wisest move to make. The receiver stuff, I think, is interesting. If Corey Day, if you're if you're looking at like moving on from Corey Davis, I think I'm fine with keeping Corey Davis if he were to like restructure, like say, hey, we want to keep you for you know two years. Let's drop your cap hit this year. We have you for two seasons. Like I think there's something to Aaron Rodgers liking Corey Davis. If the Packers were trying to trade for Corey Davis last year or maybe trying to acquire him the year prior, that's that to me tells me Rodgers at least was interested in having him around. So. I might lean more on that evaluation of Hackett and Rodgers with Corey Davis as to whether we keep him or not. Um, JSN, I do tend to agree. I I feel like tackle is a bigger need than wide receiver. I think Cobb could still come in. I think he's going to come in after Rodgers gets here, though. It's going to be like a $2 million one-year deal. I don't think you you think much about him. It's Yeah, because what you would... Corey well, Davis, I think you get with, rid of you with, save money, you get Cobb in for you. You get the uh, receiver you need. I, I think. No, nah, but I don't. Sense. I don't think Cobb is a replacement for Corey Davis. That's the thing. Like, I feel like Cobb would be more of a backup to Miko Hardman than than a replacement for Corey Davis. I feel like Corey Davis and JSN, those two could kind of swap in and out. Those two, but I feel like Cobb oh, is more of like. Wilson, I think, is going to be on the outside. I think it's going to be Wilson, and I think it's going to be Lazard on the outside. And I think they want to have Corey Davis or JSN possibly operate out of the slot. Like, Corey Davis is kind of that weird... Actually, maybe it's not Corey Davis on the slot. Maybe it's Wilson gets bumped inside at times where he gets a free release. I don't know. It's interesting. I feel like there's enough flexibility with some of these guys. And maybe they're in in different situations because maybe Lazard is in more if you're trying to block. I don't know. It's fascinating to see how it goes. The fact that they were in on Odell, you know, I guess if we start sniffing around another receiver, then I'll take JSN a little more seriously. For me, I would, I kind of fall in line with you. I want the tackle at 13. I want the center in the second round. And then if you wind up giving up one of the seconds for Aaron Rodgers, so be it. If not, maybe you look at like a safety, a linebacker, a D tackle at that point. I think there's a lot of routes the Jets can well, go. Well, and receiver feels like you're kind of... Not to cut you off, I'm just gonna be frank with you, dude. Like watching it, uh, yeah. and Jigba is it can be better than Wilson. Like I, I will mm. admit and tell you that. Like the kid is the more talented receiver, mm. and, but he's he. I think he's gonna go in the top ten. I really do. I think a lot of people don't are gonna really see what his potential is, and mm. well, I don't like the word potential because that was Zach Wilson for two years. But well, the guy who's prospect, has it's, you know, his, his, sure. Now, do you think that if he is there at 13, he would be the better pick over a tackle? Because I think that's that maybe that's what we're waiting for. And it's like, hey, let's see who's available for the Jets at 13. If Broderick Jones is there and JSN, or maybe it's JSN, Broderick Jones, and one of the other tackles, and then you feel comfortable flipping 13 and 15 and making some sort of trade with the Packers at that point because the 
you know, you're not, you're only losing two players or yeah. I mean, two players, you figure, you know, green Bay probably takes the receiver at that point. And then you have at least one of the tackles there for you at 15. If you were to slide back, I don't know. I just, it's interesting. I don't think they're giving up. the first. I don't think they're giving up the first man. I think you've been convinced. I don't that. think you have I to. Totally I, the, not, the only I reason I would switch. The only reason I would consider swapping picks would be if we're on the clock and we have three players or two players or whatever it is on our board that we are conf- that, that we're comfortable with because we can move down to. And by doing it at that point, maybe there's like maybe the Packers are like, hey, look, we'll do this and we'll forego a different future pick later on, or we'll we'll definitely throw in this pick. I don't know. It, for me. There's no reason for the Jets to have to make this trade before the draft. And if that's the case, like, just use all your picks. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to make the Rodgers trade prior to the draft. I don't know where you kind of fall no. on on that. I Wait. think I would think no, the, the June 1st. Dude, mm-hmm. this is about the money, the cap money in June 1st. Like, I don't understand why no one is emphasizing why this is. But this has really been delayed because of that. And also because Brian Guncust is not a, is the general manager that has Aaron Rodgers. He's not a real general manager. So he really does not have any leg to stand on any of this. He, no, seriously, he, you know, I hate to say this, like look at Brett Beach. Mm-hmm. Are we going to say Brett Beach is an amazing general manager? He's that Patrick Mahomes. These kind of guys haven't really made their marks when it's like mm-hmm. when you don't have the quarterback. So we don't know what Guncust is like, and we're kind of seeing now how he's handling it. So, you know, look, I mean, this the if the Packers are smart, they make this trade by the day of the draft, you want to go that late. But if I am mm. the Jets, I would forego waiting to just trade picks next year when they're going to be maybe pick 32. That would be nice if we do, yep. if we do uh, make it happen. I mean, that's the most ideal. And then the Cavs, so everybody kind of wins. Well, no, I mean, the Packers kind of lose on the draft picks. But, you know, what? listen, Brian Gunkus has got to – he can't have it both ways. He just can't have it both ways with any of this right now. And I think that he's allowed it to continue this long, so he has to pay the price for – what he has to deal with. And I don't think he knows what to do right now. I mean, the Pat McAfee showed you, man, Rogers mm. wasn't just talking about picking the Jets. Rogers was telling you like, uh, the Packers are kind of a dysfunctional mess guys. It's gotten worse over the years and I've been seeing it little by little. Now, now do you think there's, so you had mentioned JSN as being a top 10 pick potentially if he's there at 13 and you know Rodgers had never had the benefit of getting a first-round talent while he was there. Do you think there's any thought to maybe that? I I want to believe that Joe Douglas can hit on offensive linemen outside of the first round. Like there there is a little bit to me that feels a little irked by that. Like I feel like you know seeing like a little bit of success of Mitchell and then seeing a little bit of success on the defensive side from Robert Sala's bread and butter. You know the. The, the defensive line, I guess I want to see a little bit more from the linebackers because he's a linebackers coach, you know, kind of in his past. But I, I want to see more. I want, I want to see Douglas hit on, on maybe outside of the first round offensive lineman. Do you think there's anything maybe to that with the Rogers stuff, maybe getting a receiver too? So you're asking me, would they draft a receiver later or take the offensive No, sorry. Later? I, 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 I worded that very odd. Um, let's say JSN falls to 13. I think Douglas should be able to hit on wide, uh, sorry, tackles outside of the first round because he's used mm-hmm. Makai Becton. He's used Elijah Vera Tucker. Uh, we think he's probably going to take a center in the second round. Like, do you have to 
have such a an investment in offensive linemen in the first round, or can you hit outside of it? We saw Douglas take a sixth or seventh round tackle in Philly. Not necessarily him, but he was part of the team that took a tackle in Philly. That is now their starting left tackle. So like maybe there's a little bit of going receiver in at thirteen. Um, you know, dude, I hate to say this, man. I think everyone is just so drunk on the Odell thing that we have to have this discussion. I don't think this discussion was even happening two weeks ago. To be very honest, like I think you're. I, think I agree, right actually. Now, if you're at thirteen and you're seeing guys like Skoronsky and Broderick Jones and Paris Johnson, take the guy that we need now. Like you, need, we, mm-hmm. we took Wilson last year. I begged at 10 when everyone was like, we don't need receiver. I said, take Garrett Wilson. You're not going to regret it. This mm-hmm. year, even though I love Jackson Smith and Jigba, and say we didn't have Lazard and all these guys, I'd say 100%. You know, at this point now, it's like, I don't want to worry about who's going to be our fourth or fifth receiver going into this year. I want a guy right now that's not going to destroy Aaron Rodgers on the field. Uh, that's going to let Aaron Rodgers get destroyed on the field because Dwayne Brown is not a guarantee for the future. Mackay Becton is not a guarantee for the future. Matt Mitchell's coming off blood clots. So we keep going down this list, and everyone keeps talking how much bad luck the Jets got offensive line. The NFL, bro, and fantasy sports and all this, it's luck. Half of it's luck, half of it's talent. you got to have guys there you know that will be present. And how often offensive linemen get hurt is not often, but we get bad luck from it. Right now, you've got the receivers you need. They can draft another guy. Look, where's Denzel Mims? We haven't talked about him at all tonight. I mean, I think oh, he, yeah. he, no one's talked about getting – unless he's in the trade. Unless he's in the trade, I mean – I would think hope not, right? Like, I, I, he, he, I think, more than anyone, is the player I would love to see break out because I feel like he was kind of shackled by Mike LaFleur. Um, you know, I think Elijah Moore probably would have been my, my first candidate, but now that he's gone, yeah. Is there a tackle that you kind of want at 13? I've sort of – locked myself into Broderick Jones. That's the one I'm kind of hoping is there. I'd be happy with any of the three, but maybe lean in that way. I mean, if you see what Rashawn Slater did at a Northwestern, you'd say Peter Skaronsky is probably the same kind of player. You know, mm-hmm. the, what, did, what did JD say when he came here? He likes smart players. He likes leaders, yep. smart players. He fits that mold perfectly. I love Paris Johnson, Ohio State fan, but I've got no problem. They want to take Peter Sk- Look, I, I'm even fine, you know, if these guys miraculously even get past, let, let's say we even want to consider trading down from 13 to like 19 or something, and they're still, so I don't think it's going to happen. But I think we uh-huh. have to think about a little bit that we're going to have to give up that second round pick for Rodgers, which I think is still going to be involved. We don't have a third round pick. So you got to have to make up picks a little bit somehow, some way, unless we're just going to straight up say we're fine with not having a third round pick this year. Mm-hmm. Or maybe moves down in the second round. I know I'm thinking ahead. It's just, I think you want to kind of recuperate picks somehow, some way, because you still need talent on this team. We need our Fred Warner at linebacker. We don't have any other linebackers outside of CJ Mosey's Albatross contract. We don't have a good safety situation, the offensive line. So there's a lot of holes we still need to fix. So no team is perfect. If you have the quarterback, then you've got 70% of the problem. The 30% of the problem is getting the rest of the roster filled out. Maybe with Rodgers being here, we still have maybe 10% of the team that still needs to get finished. If you want to get to beat Patty and Herbie and Hertz and Allen and Burrow, like I want, I want to be locked and effing loaded. I want to have everything ready to go for this year. And I think for next year, I think it's two years, but this year – they got a fourth place schedule. Take advantage of that because next year it's going to mm-hmm. be a first place schedule. They don't go that far. So remember that too. I'm not going to say schedule matters all the way because it changes, but 
Sure. Take advantage of it. That's what I would do. Jake, I really like this call. This is a really good one. I enjoy when you call in every Monday. Dude, thank you so much for the call. You have been ejected from the cockpit. Jake, always bringing the fire. Really like that. Now, he mentioned the uh, the tackles, if they could fall and slide down, right? If you had a situation where I think the I think the Bears are going to take Skaronsky. I get the feeling that, you know, people have projected him as a guard potentially with tackle flexibility. I feel like the Bears make a lot of sense there. Then you've got Dewan, or no, it was Dewan. Lawan Lit, Lawan Taylor? Lawan Taylor from Tennessee gets cut. Tennessee's looking for a tackle. I think it could make a ton of sense with someone going there, whether that's Paris Johnson Jr. or Broderick Jones. Then you fall down just a little bit more and you get to the New York Jets at 13. Tackle, wide receiver. Those are kind of the two spots I'm looking at. I'm not super high on taking a receiver so early, but I could understand if you want to make Rodgers smitten. Like, hey, we are going to go all out for you. You know, the offensive lineman, it might take a little bit of time to groom him the right way. Let's have the vet protect your blind side in Brown. We're going to get another tackle to groom behind him. Maybe that's Makai Becton. Maybe the second round pick is Dewan Jones. And you're trading up and you're getting the stud right tackle. And now all of a sudden you got your Smith and Jigba. And you've got your uh, Dewan Jones. And you got your Garrett Wilson. You got all your little Ohio State pieces, Jeremy Ruckert. I'm not forgetting you. Luke Weipler, center. Whipler, Weipler, however you say his name. Potato, potato. There's going to be Ohio State Jets. It's worked out all right. We'll see how it all shakes out. All right. What are you guys talking about in the chat over here? See if we can uh, close this thing out. We got, we got about three minutes. See how you guys are doing in here. Oh, it seems like Finn's fan (laughs) having a little fun in the chat. Oh, the chat's giving him hell. I appreciate the Fins fan coming in here. I actually, I enjoy having other teams fans coming here because I feel like you guys could provide at times, this does not seem like one of those, (laughs) but at times, uh, some nice perspective, both on your team and ours. The Jets drafted Zach Wilson. Yeah, we did. We did. You know what I thought is funny? I saw someone comment and say like, oh, the Jets are giving up a a main pick for an over-the-hill quarterback. Guess what? The Packers, or not the Packers, sorry. The Finns, (laughs) they gave up a first-round pick for an over-the-hill quarterback that's not on their fucking roster. (laughs) Oh, man, you guys gave up the 19th pick to talk to Tom Brady. Oh, you guys are a clown show. You're well, at least we got Zach Wilson for our first round pick. As much as it sucks, still got three more years to see how that works out. You guys gave up a first round pick, and the players not never taking a snap for your team. 
Uh, I think I'm going to leave you guys there. Boys and girls, this was a lot of fun. I enjoy our conversations each and every Monday night. I'll be back tomorrow for our Talking Jets panel. Myself, O'Leary, and Greenbean, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Make sure you tune into that. If you haven't checked out the new Talking Jets panel channel, it's linked in the live chat, also linked down below in the description. Make sure you head over there, hit a little subscription button, little subscribe button. Like that video that's posted over there and comment down below on that video and you'll be entered into all our t-shirt and jersey giveaways from now through the end of the draft. Boys and girls, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S! I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So, yeah, when you feel as if your back's against the wall, you never have to feel like you got to do it by yourself. You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there with you that, that our whole point is to help each other. This one the Mims. That's Corey Davis climbing the ladder. To be able to go out and, and lead these guys, just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them, and then you get that chance to, to lead them. Everything that happened that needed to happen for us, it almost felt like kind of like a sign, like get like a second chance almost. Gets extra pushes, running left. Maybe a little extra life breathing in the locker. Touchdown, Jets!